Hey, it's Dylan Dunlap. I'm the host and founder of a club called Serotonin Sunday, and I would love to welcome you to the official podcast. This is a stigma-free space designed to pull the curtain back on the creatives who cultivate the art that we love. Whether you personally struggle with a mental health condition, you know somebody that struggles, or you just want to listen, you've come to the right place, and you are welcome here. It's important to express that I am not an expert or a medical professional by any means, which is why you'll be able to hear from my friends at mental health organizations who will share stories and resources with us. Each episode will feature recording artists playing their favorite songs, and we'll put a spotlight on an amazing organization doing work in the mental health space. The goal each Sunday is to open up a real conversation, all the while raising our serotonin levels and enjoying life together. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. I'm just slow on serotonin. And this is a very special episode to me, to Jay, to Emery. My manager is here. They've been through this with me every single week. Episode 20 here uh, to commemorate the season finale of Serotonin Sunday. And this is our second year doing this. And it's been absolutely amazing to be able to connect with friends on a different level, I feel like, you know, because you can meet somebody for coffee and you can practice small talk and you never really go deep because the variables around you or the environment or just where your mental state is or their mental state is, is influencing not practicing vulnerability or going deeper. And so with Serotonin Sunday, I want to break that stigma. I want to cut the small talk. I want us to talk about the things that we need to talk about, not necessarily want to. And a lot of these things are hard. A lot of things, these things have been uncomfortable. Uh, a lot of tears have been shed on this podcast, but loving like good tears because uh, it just feels like there has been a community cultivating to what this is right now. And, and we can trust one another and feel safe with one another. So thank you all so much for listening. First off, anybody, wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is, I appreciate you taking the time to just listen to me talk so much. <laughs> for 20 weeks straight and listening to these raw audio iPhone recordings of everybody performing. So I'm so excited for this evening. We have a stacked lineup. We, I'm, there are friends on this lineup. There are people I've never met. Uh, I'm just so grateful to be able to sit here and to shed light on artists that are just kicking ass out there. And a lot of them tend to live with mental health conditions. So it's important to spotlight that as well. And our first guest is Katie Clark. Katie Clark is a groundbreaking, innovative concert pianist who has boldly pushed the boundaries of how we experience classical music. Her virtuosic piano show has taken her to all seven continents, and she continues to perform extensively all over the world. From 13, Katie trained as a concert pianist as the International Music School, the Purcell School in London, and later at both Bristol and York Universities, where she acquired a BA and an MA in music and performance. In 2011, she collaborated with Andrew Linwood, a renowned producer, to release her debut solo classical piano album, Noted. Katie is a passionate musical director, performing alongside singers and instrumentalists from the LA Opera, UK Opera Companies, the West End, Broadway and television, and now she's based in Los Angeles. She continues to perform as a concert pianist, as well as work as a composer, actor, and session musician. Her new single, Moonlight, will be available on all major streaming platforms on the 23rd of September. For those of you listening in live in this room right now, that is in a few days. So very exciting. But for those of you listening at home, please make sure to support Moonlight as soon as it comes out on the 23rd of September. But without further ado, I give you Katie Clark. Hello. 
so good to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm just getting a flashback of the last time I saw you and and Sean. It was uh, school night, and you you were just so sweet. And I really appreciate those kind words that you gave that night. Of course, it's funny actually. I think you might be the first person to describe me as sweet, but uh, <laughs> but you were amazing, and you were very inspirational as well. So it really touched me, especially like the raw passion and, and just absolute realness of your music was was very like touching. Oh, well, Katie, I have to tell you, the story I've heard so far from other sources has touched yeah. me, and and I'm just so grateful to have you here, as as you are the person that I've heard so much about in. in uh, so many breakthrough moments, and, but also so much struggle. And I, I'm just so grateful that you take the time tonight to play piano for us, but then also uh, hopefully whatever you feel comfortable with talking about your experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to share a lot of our experiences, especially um, for people maybe who aren't diagnosed or just been diagnosed with, I have bipolar 2 disorder. Um, it's it's rough. It's, it's, it's rough, but there is help out there and there a lot of things can be done to to really make your life different and livable and stable and especially with the people around you. I mean, a shout out to my husband, Sean Carney, of course, because he is the one that's really saw me through everything. Um, so I'm just, I'm just happy to be here as well. I'm so happy that you seem to have such a loving presence around you because you deserve to feel like your diagnosis is not all of you. And it's, it's not even a, a way to define you, but maybe just a trait, a part of you that, uh, each of us that struggle with something have to learn how to deal with. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm very inspired by you. I, I would love to hear you play piano. I'd love everybody to be able to listen to you and follow you on all the platforms. And then we can, we can talk for a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I'll just tell you a little bit about the piece I'm going to play. Uh, it uses the first movement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. Um, I love doing a sort of marriage of, of old and new, which is something I do in my project, really because it, it brings together two parts of myself as well something which is sort of so ingrained in me is classical music but then being able to break boundaries and, and push through and create a different kind of listening experience is very important and I would invite people with this particular piece to just take a little time to really sit and listen close your eyes um, take up some breathing space because it is so so beautiful and I really enjoy just really sharing what the message of this music is which is just I think reflection so I'll start straight away, I think. Thank you.
if you could tell but that was a standing ovation katie <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> that was so beautiful thank you so much for sharing your gifts with us thank you thank you for letting me like have a platform to, to sort of show them as well is there a way that you can describe how music helps you and serves you with with your mental health struggles yeah, massively. I think what's interesting to me is sometimes bipolar can be, well, <laughs> often is a hindrance to people, but equally it can kind of, if you can treat it in the right way, it can be a superpower. So I often find in, in my manic phases, um, though they can be destructive, they can be immensely creative as well. And I often pull some of the most heartfelt moments of music or my most expressive performances when I am not as stable or as level, when I am a bit manic or I'm a bit depressed. And music is just, it's like a, an outpouring of all my emotion. I pour all that grief and pain and happiness and joy just goes into piano, into music, into creating, into performing. And it really allows me to sort of release a lot of what's going on inside my brain. <laughs> I could not relate more on that front and I'm, I'm so happy to hear that it provides that much security for you and uh, I mean you've been to as the bio said every single continent uh, yes. is it hard to be away from home and tour and also manage the whatever might come up mentally um yeah it is actually very difficult um I will share about six weeks ago I had um sort of a relapse of a, of a manic episode unfortunately um I was away and so sort of dealt with it it was okay I, I sort of of getting better at recognizing things and then the depressive crash came also when I was away and by myself um and I was performing so I just latched on to the fact that you know there's one thing I have to do is you put one foot in front of the other and you keep going and using music and using performing was really what got me through um it's it's funny, I in the manic episodes, I, I just write so much material and then I get back to being stable and I look at some of the things I wrote or some of the things I've said or done. And some of them I think are brilliant, but most of them I will say are, um, well, they're certainly entertaining. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it makes like good dinner party stories. But <laughs> right. Well, thank you for sharing as well. I mean, I, I'm so sorry to hear that that was such a recent struggle for you. But I mean, the way that in which that you were talking about it practices a lot of normalization, I feel like, and yeah. saying like, this is something I'm, it's probably going to happen again, at some point in my life, if not, maybe more than once. And, and I'm grateful to hear your story, because, you know, you're normalizing something that you had no control over that that happened recently. And I, I appreciate that a lot. 
Yeah, it's, it is difficult. And I think it's very difficult for those around me and those support systems you have around you, because especially with bipolar, uh, you do become almost a different person in those manic episodes. And you can be kind of hard to contain or control or, or, or you can often be hurtful or say things you don't really think or feel or mean. Um, but I think like for me in particular, having Sean as my sort of rock who has literally just gone through everything with me, you know, through my diagnosis, through the five years before my diagnosis, when I was completely unmedicated um, and didn't have therapy either. And, you know, big shout out to those people that stand by people with mental illness and really are aware and, and don't stigmatize us and don't kind of devalue us as people as well. So I think that's important. It is absolutely important to lift those people up <laughs> because yeah. Uh, that is that is such a responsibility, I feel like, just to use Sean as an example, to accept something and normalize it and, and, and learn how to fall in love with it and and embrace it and be there in the ugliest of times. And I mean, just from my friendship with him, I've been able to hear such such a beautiful lens that he has over such dark times in the in the past and. I, I strive to try and talk about my own experiences in a similar way, as well as the people in my life. So, Katie, thank you for your vulnerability. Flowers to you and flowers <laughs> to your husband, man. Thanks so much. And thanks for having me. It's been, it's been really lovely. So really quickly, to promote that song, let's, let's plug it one more time, if, if there's anything you want to say about it and the fact that it's coming out later this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so it's my debut single. Uh, it's coming out on the 23rd. This is the coming up Friday. Um, and it is part of my project where I blend classical music with more modern genres. And this one is particularly kind of EDM and trying to just marry two different sounds together and, and really create different listening experiences for people. And maybe also bring people into the experience of classical music as well, because there is also a stigma about that, that it's dry and dusty and old. And I want to kind of shake shake that away and, and say no you know this music is beautiful it's stood the test of time and we can make it a different experience if you want but yeah i'm looking forward to releasing it and doing more projects as well katie thank you for carrying the baton for classical music <laughs> <laughs> thank you for recognizing that it, it is up to every single one of us to look at art and figure out how to preserve it better so that is so inspiring thank you and I'm really just excited to stream it Thursday night at nine over here in sunny Los Angeles. So thank you so much. Thanks. Very excited for that. And I, I just hope you're able to have a great rest of your night, Katie. Awesome. Thanks so much. Bye. Everybody, that was Katie Clark. C-L-A-R-K-E. Please do the thing. Follow all the things. Uh, I have taken the liberty to promise that a song will be added to a playlist. So as of Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST, September 22nd. Go to Serotonin Sounds Volume 2 and stream Katie Clark. Honestly, don't go to the playlist. I say that. I truly mean that. Just go to her page and stream it and tell your friends. Classical music is not dead. Cheers to that. And I'm so excited to continue the rest of this evening. We have absolutely amazing performers. We have an amazing human being representing the big silence, Karina Don. I'm so excited to hear her as well as her story and catch up as we are friends outside of these cellular devices. But very first, I have to tell you guys about Peter Katz, K-A-T-Z. Peter Katz is a Juno Award and Canadian Screen Award nominated singer-songwriter who has spent the past 15 years touring internationally. He has been described by many of his fans and speaking clients as a thunderbolt for the soul. 
renowned CBC radio host Tom Power described Peter's music as one of the most heartfelt, beautiful, and vulnerable records of the year. An astonishing record. Dot dot dot. They seemed really passionate. I mean, I this is I I just listened to the record earlier this morning, and I I agree. I fully agree, and I highly encourage everyone to listen to listen to his music as soon as possible. To date, his music has been streamed over five million times. Uh, I will say, ten or eleven of those streams are mine today, and I'm happy to <laughs> help how I can and and just encourage everyone out there again. Please stream the artist, stream Peter Katz on Spotify, and it's an amazing milestone that he has reached. His music videos have over twenty freaking million views on YouTube. Peter is also one of Canada's most in-demand speakers and facilitators being called on to give his highly customized keynote concerts to hundreds of companies and organizations across various industries. Over the last 18 months, Peter's impressive move to virtual has seen him perform to over 75,000 people virtually around the world, including being asked to address the House of Commons of Canada. So without further ado, I give you Peter Katz. Thank you. Peter, how Thank, are you, man? I'm doing great, Dylan. Thanks for you. And uh, uh, thanks for having me. And Katie, that was uh, that was beautiful. Just put me in the best mood listening to you there. Thanks so much. Yeah, Katie, I had a feeling that would starting the episode with that would be really, really fun. So thank you for boosting all of our serotonins with that. Um, Peter, your profile picture is incredible. I know that the listener cannot see, but there is a, is that a lens flare I'm looking at? Uh, actually, uh, it's a, it's an overlay of the Northern Lights. So I'm from Canada and, uh, the photographer who took that photo is also a brilliant graphic designer. And he, he just put this little subtle overlay of the Northern Lights, which I thought just looked amazing. That is gorgeous, man. I am a huge fan and yeah, I just, I really appreciate people such as yourself and the other amazing artists tonight on the roster, like care about graphic design and just covering all the bases. So Peter, your music is great. And I'm grateful I got a chance to listen to it earlier today. Um, where are you coming from right now? Uh, I'm actually in the middle of the woods. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> at, I'm, uh, I, I got a place on a lake re in, at the beginning of May. And, uh, and so i I'm up here right now, literally in the pitch dark, in the middle of nowhere in Canada, hoping that my rural internet is uh, satisfactory. <laughs> Unbelievable! You sound like you're in a, a room. It sounds incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, in this room. It's all wood all around me, and I've got these like little twinkle lights all around. And uh, if if it wasn't pitch black, then uh, I'd be looking at a lake right now. So I'm very very fortunate <laughs> to be here. Oh, well, that's thank you for taking us all there mentally, at least. And we would love to hear the song that you have prepared for us. Yeah, I was thinking about the the theme of the of the night, which I, I think is amazing. I, I guess the theme of the whole Serotonin Sundays. And uh, I thought I'd play a song from the new ish album. I actually was been I was up here working on a new new album, um, but uh, not ready yet. Um, so. I was thinking about what, what what I could contribute, and I have, have this song called "Paper Thin," and uh, it's for me. It's really about going through those hard moments, and whether that's a mental health struggle or that's just some of the struggles of life that that hit us. The funny thing for me is that, like, we never wish to go through those hard things. In fact, 
we do everything to try to avoid them. And yet it's often in those hard moments that we, we do some of our greatest discoveries or just, you know, hearing Katie talk about like her connection and gratitude with her partner. Um, like we, we discover amazing things and I'm not saying it's, it's, I'm not wishing those struggles upon anybody. Um, and yet, it's often in those moments that we kind of do our greatest learning. We become more wise. And so this song, I wouldn't say that it's, it celebrates going through the hard times, but it sort of acknowledges that there's, there's wisdom and, and a lot to be gained through those moments. If we're, if we're able to see them as happening for us instead of to us, as they say. So uh, this is called paper thin. Thank you, Peter. My pleasure. I can barely even talk about it now But I don't know any other way out I have pushed myself so hard for all these years Still it's not clear What for? And all the roads I drive no longer lead me home I could fill an ocean with all that I don't know And I was safer in the insides of those walls But that's not all there is I know everything It falls apart Just wasn't ready for life To hit that hard and like The narrow space between the start and the end the mirror that is now and then Or the insides that are showing through my skin The paper thin And when your biggest fear it ends up coming true it's when you find out what you have inside of you And I am braver than I ever could have known These days have shown that to me ooh, Just wasn't ready Space between the start and the end Or the mirror that is now and then Or the insides that are showing through my skin 
person I feel my eyes adjusting to the dark And I can see the light of far off stars If I let myself get far enough away From the city of our lives And like the whole night Never really have I'm getting older It's not all in my hands But I will not be afraid Of the insights that are showing through my skin I'm paper thin I'm paper thin now I'm paper thin now I'm paper thin Oh my God. Um, I, I feel like I just got baptized. That was, that was beautifully performed, Peter. So, so delicately performed, man. Thank you. I would like to apologize for anyone's eardrums that just blew out while listening to, uh, my enthusiasm. But I mean, Peter, you have such a gift. It's, it's undeniable, man. I, I would love to have the privilege of seeing you live someday, man. Thanks, Dylan. Likewise, I, I was checking out your music in the lead up to this too. And uh, yeah, I just love, love, love what I heard. So pleasure to be here. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I would love to know uh, in regards to what you were talking about behind the song, the wisdom mm -hmm. to be gained uh, by going through tough times, because I believe in operating in a similar way where uh, it's it's looking back on, on the difficult times and, and seeing how you practice that perseverance that's the celebration that's the thing that is celebrated and uh i think every single one of us deserves to look back on an, a situation that we may have gotten out of on the other end of it now or are still fighting with it and i, I think we deserve to celebrate those those acts that we are performing on ourselves to heal and be better i would love to know uh, is there a situation that comes to mind for you that maybe you learned I don't know, a lot of wisdom through going that through that tough time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's, there's so many, <laughs> like, like I'm not <laughs> saying, I'm not saying my, my life is rife with, with problems. I'm just mean like there's, there's little and big moments, but um, like one of the biggest ones for me that I, that I think of is like when I was a kid, 12 years old, my parents got divorced. I lost my childhood home. And my number one goal in life was to never repeat that. And uh, lo and behold, got divorced, lost my home. <laughs> and uh, and I remember, I remember sitting in my driveway of this house that I, I loved so much. And all of my stuff was in the back of my car. And I was pulling out of the driveway for the last time. And I actually, I was of no fixed address for the next month I was going to be moving into like 
a basement apartment with a friend uh, from having like living in this house in this totally different life. And I remember it just hurt like hell. Like it was just so dark. And in fact, the last thing I did before I left the house um, was there was also a piano there that I, I loved immensely, but it was my former in-laws. <laughs> and so it wasn't coming with me. And I sat down, I just played this piano and just cried my eyes out. And then, and then I sat in this, in my car and I remember kind of making this pact with myself where I said, this is, this is going to hurt so much, but I am going to learn from this experience. Like I am going to take this experience and it's going to make me more loving. It's going to make me wiser. Like whatever the hell I'm supposed to learn from this, sign me up. And it certainly took a lot of doing. And then I went to therapy. I started working with the mindfulness coach. As I was driving away from my house, I went to a bookstore and, and bought Brene Brown's Rising Strong, which I just gobbled up and then bought all the rest of her stuff. And and I, I see it as a I don't see it as this like moment where all of a sudden I'm on a mountaintop and, and I never feel pain again, but I see it as a practice. And so there's, there's larger gaps between the pain and there's, there's quicker recovery times and there's more resources inside of me. And there's, there's more of a distance between the feelings. And, and that applies to so many different things now, like that, that thing that happened actually, happened seven years ago. Um, but the tools that I got from that of, of being able to observe um, versus being sort of lost in a, in, in a thought or a feeling, um, being able to pause, being able to really just feel the power of, of resources around me, whether that's books, whether that's podcasts, whether that's something like this, whether that's reaching out to a loved one and or a friend and, and having a, a deeper conversation than you might normally have. Um, all of those skill sets or practices that I feel came from that time are, are now at my fingertips in a, in a way that I don't think they ever would have been if it wasn't for going through that, that challenge. So I feel a gratitude for it. You are putting in the work, Peter, uh, as just a fellow person who, also believes in asking for help and, and seeing a therapist and uh, working through things. Uh, I, I'm just so happy and I guess refreshed to hear from uh, another man, to be honest with you, and, and such vulnerability. I really appreciate that. I think that is so important to operate in with those intentions that you have shared and to look back on everything that you've experienced with such a graceful lens man i mean i'm i'm so i don't know i can i can hear your struggle through your strength i feel like just like through your the way that you're talking about it and and uh choosing not to see these things as happened happened having happened to you and peter i gotta give mm. you your flowers for that man thank you for advocating for uh just kind of the art of letting go sitting there and going all right i'm gonna i'm gonna be a student right now i mm could not control what happened, but, but this is, these are my variables. So what, what can I actually learn from this? And that right there, Peter is a choice. And I'm, I'm really happy to hear that you made that. And I'm sure a lot of people are grateful to hear that story as well, man. 
Thanks. And full disclosure, there was about 24 hours where I like drank a lot of whiskey. And then I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, no, this is not what this is going to look like. Sure. So it, took me, it, it took me about 24 hours there to kick in. But um, thank you. I appreciate that. We are perfectly imperfect as I um, am learning myself. Exactly. So, uh, thank you, Peter. And uh, is there any way that we can, anything coming up that we can help support you, man? Yeah, I mean, I I worked so that album that song is from an album of mine called City of Our Lives, and I I I worked so hard on that album for for pushing like five years, and it was like my I was so excited for it, and then uh, it, it came out April third, twenty twenty. Well, it was supposed to come out April third, twenty twenty, and then uh, I pushed it back as as far as I possibly could, but I had to release it for a bunch of reasons in November of twenty twenty, and. Um, I'm just so proud of that album. I've just, I put, I took so many risks. I remade it so many times, um, and I never got to kind of. My my career was sort of built on touring, and I, and so I didn't get to do the thing with it that I wanted to do. So I'd love to just know that it's it's getting listened to because there's there's so much care that's in it, and and I say that because there's there's so many more people beyond me that contributed to making it possible. So it's almost like I can. I can love it um, because it's it's beyond me. I love that, man. And okay, so first things first, uh, by the time you and I are in nursing homes, we will tour together and we will make sure that we can, like, I, I just think that we need to reclaim certain things. The pandemic has taken so many opportunities away from us. And I think it's, it's up to us to just convince ourselves I, I can do anything I want to do. It's just going to look a little differently. So that's my pitch to you, man. Before we are in some kind of retirement home, uh, we'll, we'll have done a tour together. That sounds awesome. And, and I guess to, to, uh, yes, that's a clear yes for me. And then, but to, to play on the theme of, of what I was just talking about as much as I was heartbroken that I, I couldn't tour the album and do the thing that I, I, thought I was going to do the pandemic did allow me to do this virtual reimagining and and the the speaking work that I do I, I call them keynote concerts like exploded over the course of the pandemic and so again what was like this really difficult thing actually completely changed my life and and has opened up all these other channels for my music that were not even on my radar previously so um, as much as there's this like heartbreak that I have around what was supposed to happen with the album, this whole other thing happened that actually has been kind of blowing my mind and, and has, has been incredibly meaningful. And so uh, I feel like the, 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 the song is, is accurate. <laughs> I, I do think it's very easy to look at the internet and TikTok and, and just virtual uh, assets at our disposal and just kind of tight cast it all together and, and look down upon it. And I just, really appreciate hearing your gratitude about how to figure it out and how to find your way virtually. And I mean, like I read up on, there's 75,000 people that you reached. I, I'm sure you wouldn't have, maybe you've, you would have reached a number close to that in person. But uh, I would argue that since the pandemic, we have all learned the opportunities of exposure through digital streaming platforms and, and social media and the virtual concerts. And I bet you've touched a lot of people virtually, man. So uh, kudos to you for just having such a healthy mindset about that. Thanks, Dylan. Much appreciated. Peter Katz, uh, thank you for being here. 
And I will strongly encourage over the next few days, everyone to do their homework and look up Katie Clark, look up Peter Katz. Those are the two performers you just heard from. Uh, thank you again, Peter, man. I really appreciate your vulnerability tonight. My pleasure. Thank you. Everybody, we're going to take a five-second break. I would love everyone that's listening right now to follow Serotonin Sunday on Twitter and DM that account. Emery will see it. Tell him you love him. He is one of two managers that are in this room right now. Tell Jay Cohen on most socials, I believe, Jay Cohen Management. Tell, tell him you love him too. Tell these men how good of a job they've done these last 20 weeks. I've forced them to join me for 20 weeks on a new social media platform, Twitter Spaces. We've gotten to know it. We figured it out and we turned it into a podcast to make it the most accessible possible. So if you're out there and listening, I'm so happy I could reach you. That's that's my biggest goal here. And we're going to keep the night going. We have two more performers before we get to Karina. Aria J is a singer, songwriter, and producer hailing from Brooklyn, New York. Singing and studying since age 11, she honed her craft using the classical bel canto technique. She then went on to study jazz performance and composition at the New School for Jazz and Contemporary Music in Manhattan. Since graduating, she has worked and toured with numerous acts across the music scene covering a span of genres. In 2020, Aria founded Saint Moretta, her production studio. Since then, she has released an EP of original self-produced material. Currently, Aria is writing and producing for herself as well as other artists and frequently takes part in songwriting camps, both as a producer and a writer. Without further ado, I give you Aria J. Hello, thank you for that amazing introduction. And thank you so much for having me. Hello, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing great. What I love about this is that I can catch up with friends I know, but also meet people I've never actually been able to meet in real life. So it is nice to virtually meet you, Aria. It's nice to meet you. And it's so nice to meet everyone here and to hear everyone sharing their stories and their music. It's like so wonderful. I'm just so happy to have you a part of it, Aria. I'd love to know what you have planned to perform for us. And then I, I would love to just, yeah, talk about whatever you feel comfortable talking about. Um, I'm going to perform a song that I wrote called Cried All on My Own, which on the surface, I think like it reads as like, it's about the difficulty of being vulnerable, but really what it's about is choosing yourself and finding and harnessing your own power in that. And I think I write a lot of songs that, um, like make me feel empowered because I don't think I have enough of that innately, just you know, anxiety, overthinking, imposter syndrome. Um, I have a similar story to Peter as well. My parents got divorced when I was very young. And, you know, I'm just kind of starting to unpack that trauma. And um, what I've learned is that um, when that happens, you sort of become like a people pleaser because you think it's your fault and you don't understand it. And I definitely didn't understand it. Um, and I think that, you know, that happening to me when I was so young and happened when I was four, um, it kind of like messed with my identity a bit. And so I think like my journey and through music, I'm writing songs to kind of like help myself like find that and kind of like harness it and sort of like bolster it, if that makes sense. That is so inspiring to hear. And uh, I'm, I'm just so grateful to be able to listen. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, so this is Cried All On My Own. 
sorry, one second, my computer. I had to try today to look the other way. How many times will I have to say this through? I love you, but you hurt too much. It's honestly just mean the things you do. You say that I made you do it. You say that I put you through it. I say there's no way I had anything that you wanted anyway. Had to let you go if I want to grow. I didn't let it show. I cried all on my own. I had to say goodbye. I don't know how to lie, but I can't let you say anyway, anyway. To my own detriment, I hoped I would forget. Oh, at least forgive and keep on moving. But my heart is way too dark. For my own good, it kept me holding on. You say that I made you do it. You say that I put you through it. I say. There's no way I had anything that you wanted anyway. I had to let you go if I want to grow. I didn't let it show. I cried all on my own. I had to say goodbye. I don't know how to lie. But I can't let you stay anyway. Was it really worth it? Now that we've been through it, are you looking to it and wondering why I just don't deserve it? Through all this shit you're proving, I did everything right. I Thank you so much, Aria. That was so beautifully Thank played. You. I think crying is one of the most healing things that I used to be so against and or yeah. afraid of. And my God, does it, you know, when you open up those floodgates and you, especially doing it in isolation and, and learning how to heal through it, uh, man, 
to be on the other end of that, it, it, there's a lot of healthy pride to develop. And, and I, I'm grateful to hear the, just how proud I'm sure you feel about just being here and being on the other end of your experiences, but yeah. also understanding that, you know, unpacking divorce is, is a lifelong thing as well. And Definitely. I, I think that's the theme for tonight. Uh, so far, at least with, uh, you said you were four, I believe I was two when my parents wow. divorced. And I, I think that that definitely does a lot of things that we don't just naturally ass- remember to assume. And, and I just think divorce trauma is not talked about enough in general. So I, I would love to know more just about your experience. Uh, do you have any siblings? Uh, I have no siblings and I have no first cousins even. So this was like a very isolating experience. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't feel comfortable sharing it so much, you know, which is why I kind of like deal with my emotions privately. But that's very much like how I move through life. It's not not saying that that's a positive, but it just is what I do. But I, but I do think it is learned kind of from that sort of structure that I was, that I kind of grew up in. I imagine that was very isolating. For me, I was pinned against one another and had to choose sides every single month. And, and I think uh, it's, it's tough when there's, there's nothing you can do as a minor, as a, as a child, and this is your lifestyle and you, you have to go from one house to the other. And I'm just so grateful to hear that you chose to have these intentions with your artistry and your music because I, I know just for me I mean you've touched me but I know that you've you probably have the ability and are going to touch millions upon millions of people and and help them heal through things that they forgot that they needed to heal through yeah it's definitely like this sort of theme is like like you said, it's not talked about that much. It's kind of something that people just like brush over because it is so normalized. But um, I definitely think it has shaped so much of my life and the way I move through it and how I filter things and look around me, you know, the world around me. So um, I think a lot of people probably have that experience and maybe don't even realize it. Absolutely. What is on the horizon? for you? How can we come together as a community and support Aria J? Um, I put out an EP in May, um, which this song is on. Um, actually, the whole, the whole thing is kind of about sort of coming out of like a really bad time, essentially. Um, so it's kind of like a journey. And um, this song in particular was just remixed by this DJ and producer Stonebridge, who, if you're not familiar, he is the producer who did the Robin S. Show Me Love, like, house song. Um, So that was really cool for that to happen and um, to collaborate with him on it. So that's kind of what I have. That just came out. And I will definitely be having more music come out. Hopefully this fall, I'm working on a ton of things with other artists as a producer and, like, for myself. So I'm hoping to just, like, keep things rolling and stay in touch with everyone and, you know, see what's going on. Thank you for sharing how we can rally up to support you. And and I hope everybody listening right now does what Aria vocalized. It's important to ask each artist, how can I support you? Because every artist has their own path and 
I don't know, utilizes a different platform maybe. And Aria, I appreciate you sharing that. I have cried all on my own on Serotonin Sounds Volume 2, but also more <laughs> importantly, that Stonebridge remix. Here we go. <laughs> Hold on, we're going to take a Serotonin Sunday break. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. If, okay, you're, if, you're feeling, if you're feeling down, that'll definitely give you like a serotonin boost. Yeah, I'm deeply sorry for everybody. <laughs> okay. And uh, that, wow, that sounds amazing. I'm happy I went to that part. I'm just selfishly excited to listen to this playlist yeah. myself. Thank you, thank Aria. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your story. Aria J, everybody, follow Aria J, follow Peter Katz, follow Katie Clark. And last but not least, we have one amazing performer. She's a friend of mine. We've been able to write music together. I've been able to just watch her and and her journey and her rise to success on, on television. I've been able to just, as a fan, listen, as a friend, as a fan, like listen to her music that's that's not out yet. And I just, I'm overwhelmed by how much talent there is in this human being. So uh, th the fact that worlds are colliding and my friend slash co-writer slash just a person I am a fan of listening to is on this podcast. I'm very grateful. Please search Allegra Miles wherever you can. She is a singer-songwriter based in LA, born in San Diego. She then spent five years living on St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands, before moving to Florida in 2014, and most recently, LA. At age 17, Allegra was a semi-finalist on NBC's The Voice, finishing in the top nine. More recently, Allegra was a finalist on the 20th season of American Idol, where she performed her original music and received enthusiastic praise from her songwriting and artistry from the celebrity judges. I can say myself, I had the privilege, I don't remember where I was, Jay, please chime in, but Jay and I had the privilege of being able to watch one of Allegra's episodes together, and it was just so awe-inspiring. She, the way that she controls a stage, and uh, it's absolutely incredible. Allegra has a distinct, recognizable sound that creates an atmosphere and makes you feel something. Her original music draws inspiration from soul, indie alternative, R&B, and singer-songwriter styles. Allegra is a multi-instrumentalist who has garnered a loyal fan base in South Florida and around the world, and performs with her band regularly. She will be releasing her debut EP this fall, but until then, we have Allegra Miles in the house. Yay! Thank you so much, Dylan. Um, you are the sweetest human being, and everything you said is so mutual. Um, and uh, yeah, this has been such an amazing night, and uh, I'm very inspired by every single person who's gone up and... and... Wait, is my mic on? Was it off? I, I can't. I, I think it cut I'm, off for a second, but you're back. I'm so sorry. Okay, I I need to keep track because it keeps kind of going on and off. But um, I I am so uh, inspired. I'm not sure where it cut off, but I'm very inspired by everyone who's gone tonight and uh, the vulnerability that ever. And the stories. I'm so sorry. I don't know why that keeps happening. Um, but. I'm yeah, I'm I'm very inspired by um how transparent everyone has been and uh Dylan again thank you for creating a space like this and I I do think um in the past maybe year, couple years, there has been a rise in, in just being honest about mental health and you know, I always like to say like, you know, if you break your leg, you go to the hospital. 
and you know mental health should be thought of the same it's it's not this taboo thing but it's like it's your health just like a, a physical anything um so so i do think recently people have been more open about talking about it in general but you know it's it still is taboo in a lot of ways um yeah and i just think the more things we can do to to just make it normal because it is normal because I, honestly I, I i would say today i i would say it's rare for someone to not have experienced some type of mental health struggle you know maybe it's not a a constant thing but i think everyone everyone goes through different things so i've been rambling but <laughs> but thank you for doing this thank you for your nuggets of wisdom i <laughs> i i love what you said about if you break your leg you go to the hospital I, I think it should be normalized like that and and i think as we normalize that the shame and the guilt attached to the episodes that we have in the episode that we were i'm grateful to hear about that katie had recently uh it was so vulnerable what she said and and i think that just through normalizing it in that way uh i mean i don't if i were to break a leg i've never broken a leg but if i did uh I, three four months after healing i probably would just move on and forget about it and and just not let it define me in that injury and i think the same goes for any an episode that might arise from a mental health condition but i love what you said towards the end because i think it's true we all have mental health and and mental health is something that we can all practice somebody that has a mental illness or not can practice i don't know healthier mental health in the future and uh and and yes a lot i mean statistically speaking there are so many people that struggle and I, I think every single one of us either has something or knows somebody or doesn't even know that there's somebody in their lives struggling, maybe suffering silently. And I just, I appreciate you being here and being so willing to talk so openly, Allegra. Absolutely. And um, yeah, honestly, it's my mental health journey. There's been a lot of ups and downs as I'm sure, you know, everyone has um but but right now i would say in the past uh year or so i've been on such an upswing and it it means so much for me to be able to say that because i mean as far as i can remember ever since i was a little girl you know i when i was younger i was diagnosed with ocd first so it started with that um and you know ocd is also very stigmatized specifically because a lot of people associate it with oh, you know, oh, I'm OCD, like I'm, I'm a neat freak or, you know, I like to keep my kitchen clean, things like that. And, and while that definitely is part of it is the physical obsessive part, a lot of it is mental and these really horrible intrusive thoughts. And that's was a big part of it for me. Um, but anyways, it started with that. And then as throughout my life, um, I've been very depressed and kind of different specific periods. And it kind of just morphs into different things one way or the other but all that all that being said I have been honestly the happiest maybe in my whole life in the past year and uh, a lot of that has just been a lot of internal work and healing and and recognizing different childhood trauma and and allowing myself to process it which we also have talked about the the um feeling aspect which is so important but um but yeah, and that that's actually what my song today is about. So, feeling. Amazing. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for preparing it. We're, we're very excited to listen, and we'll talk some more afterwards. Absolutely.
So this this song is called Heal My Soul. And um, it's essentially uh, about for a long time when I was depressed, I eventually just started feeling numb and and uh, making myself numb too, because I, I felt like I wasn't able to feel, you know, and, and to process what I was feeling, you know, so I kind of just pushed it away. And um, I wrote this about my journey, just learning that I have to feel in order to heal. So that's what this is about. I think it's a problem that I feel this much. There's no other option. I'd be losing touch, but I'm running out of oxygen. So I think it's best if I just fade away. So I convince myself I don't feel anything at all. Feelings are on the shelf. Safer to stay behind this wall. No, I won't ask for help. But maybe after all, I need to feel to heal my soul. I need it. I need it to heal my soul. And I need it. Feel a little less human with this state of mind, living like it's an illusion. Colorblind, I'm sitting on the sidelines of both sides of my mind, somehow losing every time. And I hate it, cause lately I, I convince myself. I don't feel anything at all. Feelings are on the shelf. Safer to stay behind this wall. No, I won't ask for help. But maybe after all, I need to feel to heal myself. I need it, I need it to heal my soul. And I need it all to heal my soul.
Also, I have to say, <laughs> I, number one, I love the applause so much. And two, I have like an aggressive amount of fun throughout this thing, doing like the hearts and the claps. I did the like aggressive love. One time. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do like 15 next time. Like, I'm doing them right so now. Fun. I'm sending I mean, purple hearts out there. To the world. I love it so much. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody listening <laughs> as a podcast will understand the true satisfaction <laughs> being here and doing this. Uh, Allegra, that was stunning. For the listener out there, what, what was that song title again? Uh, this one is called Heal My Soul. I mean, it's it's a hit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, hate that, I hate that word. but um, It's a hit. I, it's a like when you, It's a hit. Right. <laughs> um, but when you know, you know, and, and I think that your intentions are really strong and your musicality is uh, up to par with like the strength of the lyricism. And it's that's a fantastic song. Thank you for playing that. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. that. This this song was very um, it's hard. To OK, this song was was honestly very healing to write um, because yeah, I mean, that that was really the thing for the longest time was, you know, so I, I grew up um, in theater, as you know, and so I was always in lots of, like, dance classes and this and that from a young age, and I so I was always very busy. I was always, always very occupied, and so when I started experiencing, you know, first COCD and then morphing into depression, I, number one, I didn't really know how to deal with it, but number two, I knew, like, you know, I, I can't be sad in in my dance class. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I um, I just taught myself to sweep it under the rug, to not feel like it's okay. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Um, and but as we all know, that always um, builds up and overflows eventually. Um, so and talking about crying too. Like now, I am so passionate about crying. I think it is the best thing in the world. Um, but for that whole period, I, it wasn't even like I was trying not to cry. I just physically, my body wouldn't really let me because I was, you know, sweeping all that under the rug. So, um, yeah, the journey of, of healing and, and processing all that and, um, and being able to talk about what I feel and knowing that it's okay. And eventually, you know, being able to cry and that, that it's still something I'm working on. Um, I, I want eventually to come be like fully fluid, can cry whenever I want, but, <laughs> um, I, I'm much more able to kind of like access how I feel. But yeah, that, that's what this song is about is, is like that healing and you, you cannot heal with, without feeling, you know, and, and, um, and again, I, so many other people have talked about that tonight. And I think that's, that's so beautiful. And I, I'm very in awe of all of you. We are in awe of you and you have talked about some very important things because I think the body and the mind can be disconnected a lot of the time. And uh, even if we are taking care of ourselves psychologically, we might not know the trauma that our bodies have been put through maybe throughout our lives and, and what we hold on to, what the body holds on to. And it sounds like you're on this journey of just that separation and understanding that you have to care for all parts of you and i think that's beautiful sure absolutely and and yeah i mean the body and mind being so connected it's so true and and um and again it's like it's it's all our health and our well-being and and um 
I just think it's so important to, you know, be be able to talk about it fluidly with people. And um, and honestly, the other thing, I think I think Peter mentioned this, and um, I I really resonated with it about um, one you know once we start to heal and um, get through what we've experienced. Um, sometimes it seems like, you know, we're not able to do certain things. We feel inhibited by what we've been through or feel like it defines us. But it's such a special, honestly, really beautiful journey of realizing, you know, like, honestly, personally, I know for a fact, if I hadn't experienced things that I've been through, I wouldn't be able to understand people. You know, if people talk to me about what they're going through, I mean, you know, I would do my best, but I don't think I would be able to understand them. And, uh, you know, I think we all collectively have more empathy when we go through things like that. And again, it's, it doesn't make it okay or make it any um, easier, but I, I think it really is a beautiful thing that come that can come out of it. I think, um, honestly, I think I am a better person. I think I'm a better human because I've experienced that because I've, seen that drastic shift from like what I'm feeling now right now I'm so happy and inspired and and because I'm able to feel that because I've seen the darkest of darks the lowest of lows and I I uh yeah I, I think that's that's so important to remember too it's um I think after different mental health things and just traumatic experiences you can and will have a beautiful life not even in spite of that, but hand in hand with it. It's like we heal and even with all of this, we're still having a beautiful life and, you know, and uh, moving through, so yeah. Sorry, my voice is so hoarse right now. <laughs> I've not gotten no, much in the past It's crystal hours. clear, <laughs> crystal clear. And and thank you just so much. You, you are a badass warrior. Allegra, the way that you talk about this, I mean, you, you make it, you are making this habit to have this outlook 1% more attractive. And I think that is it that is attached to that normalization that we've been talking about all night. And, and so thank you just so much for representing, like, it's okay to celebrate this moment that you're in too right now. Yeah. And I hope, I just hope, you know, as from a friend to a friend, but also this community here, should we continue doing this. I imagine we will. Um, I hope you know that you have a family here on your best day or your best of times. Like it sounds like you're in right now. And I also hope that you can lean on us as a community when you're struggling as well. And I hope that you feel that you are not seen any differently between the two because, uh, it's, it's the roller coaster <laughs> life. And, uh, I, I want you to feel just supported in, all aspects. So Allegra, congrats again on, on just this time that you're in right now. And I, and I just hope that anybody listening right now, just shower Allegra with love, send her some DMS and just like, just please appreciate the people that you have heard from. And Allegra, before I let you go and we get to Karina, our final guest with the big silence, what is the best way that we can support you? Oh, thank you. Um, I would say if you just want to listen to my music, that's out. I don't, have that much out right now, but there is so, I mean, please check it out. Um, and I also have tons more music coming, but thank you Dylan again for what you're doing. And um, and honestly, 
your music specifically has has helped me through certain times as well you know what i mean through the ups and downs of life and and you i mean the way you're able to equally i feel like articulate with words you're such an incredible lyricist especially you know getting to write with you but musically too and melodically and these certain chords and tensions that just honestly even just with the music articulate such a specific feeling and um make a lot of people feel less alone so yeah i love you so much and you are such a fantastic human this would be a great time to say that you're disconnecting and i just uh <laughs> deflect really? your compliment you're cutting out allegra oh, and then no. I secretly, i'm texting jay to kick you out uh, no gone thank you that's it's something i've tried to work on myself is is just uh you know accepting love and i i heard a, in a quote from a movie called perks of being a wallflower back in the day that said we accept the love we think we deserve and i've realized for so long that i can't take compliments because i deserve I feel like I do not deserve them. And so mm. unpa unpacking that over the last few years and just trying to let that in instead of like Tony is in the audience right now. And, and he has said some very nice things that I have absolutely not absorbed. And <laughs> I, I think that it's up to every single one of us to learn how to navigate these waters and accept love. And, and Allegra, I mean, every single thing you just said, I, I not in a deflecting way, but can say right back to you. And I know that I vocalized with you how I discovered you and how I, I somehow like knew the tone of your voice when Jay showed me this voice memo. And I just have to give you your flowers right back to you. So I'm excited to see what else we can do in the future together. But more importantly, because this machine-like city that we find ourselves in, I don't know, it, it kills a lot of beautiful aspects of, of the human connection that can happen first and and how the collaborative successes that they just end up in your laps when when mm -hmm. people come together and and just try to lift one another up so i hope you feel uh like you have a family here at serotonin sunday and with me and anything we can do truly absolutely we we will get coffee and make music and all the things soon i know sometime somewhere somehow we will <laughs> <laughs> All the things, everybody. Allegra Miles, do Thank the things. You. Go on Spotify. Hold on. There we go. That's how easy it was. That's literally like it took two seconds to pull a song up. And I'm honestly, secretly, I'm just going to press play and turn the volume down. And uh, we're going to get you. That, that, that is incredible. That we is are. <laughs> Yep. We are live streaming Allegra Miles' discography. <laughs> That's why I always tell people, I'm like, you don't have to listen. Like, you don't have to actually listen. You don't have to like it. Just just turn it on, turn the volume down. You, you know just I mean? drown it out. Just, just right. please, anything. Anything, please, right? <laughs> Amazing. Well, I will do my best. I will do my part here. Everybody out there listening right now, please do your part as well. That is Allegra Miles. Thank you again, Allegra. Thank you. And wow. I, I mean, we are at the point of the final part of this whole season this 20 episodes 20 weeks of doing this again thank you jay thank you emery for your patience as managers as bouncers in here in this room and i'm so grateful to be able to share the final guest of serotonin sunday season two a uh, good friend of mine karina dawn she's the founder of the big silence and co-founder of the leading women's fitness community tone it up Karina Dawn has empowered millions of women around the world to live their healthiest and happiest lives. Karina, a New York Times best-selling author 
recently published her debut memoir, The Big Silence, a daughter's memoir of mental illness and healing, a personal story of her mental health journey from crisis, addiction, and depression to a life of hope, healing, and happiness. In addition, she launched her podcast, also called The Big Silence, where she holds open conversations with psychologists, spiritual leaders, wellness influencers, public figures, and offers thousands of listeners weekly guidance about important mental health topics. Karina's journey from hopelessness to healing, uh, growing up with a mother who was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, her childhood was filled with traumatic experiences that resulted in repressed emotions, guilt, shame, and a suicide attempt. She knows from experience that suffering in silence only reinforces the stigma surrounding mental health issues and creates barriers which prevent healing. And we are all so lucky to be able to have a few minutes of Karina Dawn's time. Everybody, if you have a microphone, please feel free to join me in my uh, the closet I'm sitting here pressing play on this clapping sound effect. Karina Dawn! And the volume is down. Hold on. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Allegra! Dylan, <laughs> Number one, Dylan. Just for you, Karina. Allegra, I'm <laughs> so you. sorry. Thank you, Allegra. Karina, I apologize. Allegra, I forgot she was streaming in the background. <laughs> um, how no, are well, you? Number, I'm great. Number one, I just you just made a comment about not being able to take compliments. Like, you are fucking amazing. And I think, you know, like, we've had this, we've met how many years ago through NAMI, National Alliance of Mental Illness, and done our work together in the mental health space and you are here performing for the launch of the Big Silence Foundation. So um, take a compliment. You're awesome. I mean, core memories. I have very few <laughs> these last few years other than like forgetting the last few years. But one thing I vividly remember is being able to meet you and meet your husband and just, I don't know, the hospitality that the both of you provided, just being able to get coffee and uh, right after the speeches that we gave for those kids. And uh, Karina, I'm so grateful to be a student alongside you. And mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to just be here and to do what I can. And I appreciate your kind words. But uh, we, we, are, we are in this together. And there is so much I want, so much ground I want to cover. But I also want to respect everybody's time and your own. I, I, I know so much about your story. And I'm so grateful to be a part of those events that we've done in the past. But for the listener out there that might not know the true journey to founding the big silence I, i'd love for them to be able to hear from you on that yeah um so backing up let me let me give my my let my 67 60 second pitch here so uh yeah so i was born in indiana and my mother was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia when i was 12 years old and back in those days nobody knew what mental illness was right because we're talking 2000s uh oh no wait yeah i was born in 81 so late 80s yeah um so no one was really talking about mental illness and my mom was in and out of the house multiple times a lot of delusions um and psychosis and as myself as a young karina between 10 and 12 years old had to understand what mental illness was and went to the library and bought books and educated myself. Um, and then I had my own suicide attempt because I got my own situational depression. And um, 
went through a decade of depression, drug abuse, and, you know, just didn't think my life would amount to anything. But then in my early 20s, I had this aha moment that was like, Karina, you're meant to be something greater. This is not the end of your life. And this is after a three-day bender, waking up in a park or still up. And I was like, you're meant to be something greater. And that's when I reflected back on when was I my happiest? And that was working out. I did a half marathon in sixth grade and I started meditating and like just movement and meditation and everything was my, my thing. And so in yoga and um, I just started to transform my life naturally through movement, meditation, uh, reading every self-help book. And then wanting to, as I'm transforming, I wanted to share that with other women. And that's how Tone It Up came about, how we can heal ourselves naturally. And um, so I started Tone It Up, which is one of the largest fitness communities for women. We have an app uh, with fitness, and I need the meditation portion. And we also have nutrition products. But then I just really wanted to help others who maybe didn't have an answer and felt alone. And so that's how I started the Big Silence nonprofit. And uh, a year ago, actually, Dylan, just it was last, um, the 15th, September 15th, was the one year anniversary of my mother's passing. And it was a really hard week last week. Like I was freaking depressed anxiety I don't know I was with my mom in the last three days of her um, hospice and you know when my mom was in hospice I told her that no one my goal with the big silence is to make sure that no one has to suffer in silence like she did her entire life she passed at 67 and she never wanted to take her medication. She never wanted to speak about it because of the fear of the stigma. And she knew about my memoir coming out. She knew about the foundation that I started with my sister, Rachel. And yeah, we're just, we're here to break the stigma and make sure like no one feels alone anymore because it's a terrible place to be. Amen. Uh, as somebody who has constantly felt that way in the past. Mm -hmm. I just hope you know the reason why I want to be a part of anything that you have done and are doing is, is because of the, the work that you're putting into this, but the authenticity behind it. I felt mm -hmm. that in my soul, like in your, like at your home with Jay, mm -hmm. being able to just, you welcome, you welcoming everybody from all, all over the country to just come into your house and share such difficult things with us all and, and such necessary uh, resources. I mean, Karina, I, I applaud you for being able to talk about things that you, you do not have to, and you are choosing to talk about it because of your intentions and you understanding what your vulnerability can do for, for others. And I mean, I've been able to follow your career for quite some time now. And I, I just want to ask you point blank, if you truly understand the, I mean, I imagine millions of lives that, that are, are grateful that, that 
you are here and the involve. I mean, between founding this organization, between tone it up, uh, I, I, are you aware of of just how incredible you are? I, I it's you don't have to answer that if if you also don't like compliments. But I just I have so many. No, I'm, I hey, I can accept compliments these days. I used to not be able to, but thank there you. I appreciate that. And yeah, it's awesome. You know, but by offering and speaking about this, it's not only to help others, but it also helps myself. And I imagine it's the same with you and Katie and Peter and Aria and Allegra and how you create music. And not only is it healing for you to write those words, but to share it. And it, it goes back and forth with the energy, right? Absolutely. I spent years thinking others, others, how can I just help others? And took horrible care of myself and and suddenly realized at the top of this year to be specific that i i mean there is no career if you don't take care of yourself and and so there is no ability to touch others if you do not look at in my case in allegra's case peter or katie music in a way that this can serve me and heal me and it's a choice and i'm really proud of you for the choices you've decided to make and I, I just I have to tell you I I can feel the in in the beauty and the the ways that you were talking in person at least and and the ways I've been able to just watch virtually and how you have this podcast and talk to people I can feel the perseverance I I can feel the pain uh, I cannot relate to your specific situation and the reason why I am a fan of that is because it helps me practice the fact that. Each and every one of us are not supposed to fully get each other's experience, mm -hmm. the disorder, the yeah. mental health, uh, the trauma. I think that we all just need to work on maybe listening a little bit more. And I would love to know in regards to your mother's diagnosis, if you don't mind talking about it, is there mm -hmm. anything that we as students can learn right now from you uh, about something maybe along the way that you think could could potentially help somebody who has heard that label thrown around? It, it, maybe it's in their they're struggling with a family member or maybe themselves. Is there any, any words? Yeah. So again, my mother was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and uh, education is really important, but also knowing that that's why we break the stigma because it doesn't, the reason my mother didn't want to admit it and take her medication or talk openly about it was because she thought people would think that she was dangerous. And my mother was the most gentle, like, care, like, caring as much as she could be. Um, she was not a dangerous person. And uh, she wasn't able to get the help that she needed because she was afraid of the stigma. So I think that's really important to talk about. Um, I mean, you know, when you have a mental illness, it's, again, we talked, some, uh, one of the guests earlier talked about, like, if you break a leg, then, you know, you get help. But it's literally, like, if you get cancer, everyone mourns for you. But with mental illness, it has that stigma. And that's the work that you're doing. All of your speakers, all of your artists are talking about to open this up. And I love that many people are talking, like, Katie was talking about bipolar and I love that she mentioned her husband fully supporting her. I think his name is Sean. I might be getting that wrong. But like to be like, hey, this is me. 
And even my husband, you know, Bobby, good old Bobby. Shout out to um, Bobby. Bobby, you're the best husband ever. Like, he's one man. of my just, I mean, that's cool yeah, and all that he's favorite. your husband, but I, he's like one of my favorite human beings ever. I know. How did I get so lucky? (laughs) (laughs) No, he's so good. And he like, he educated himself. I think education is so important. Like when we got married six and a half years ago, and then he met my mom for the first time and realized we went through that NAMI um, family to family program where you can educate yourself for 13 weeks and he like just wanted to go through to educate himself on mental illness and and empathy like empathy is such a big thing um so shout out to uh katie's husband for being fully supportive with her diagnosis with bipolar and um i don't know i don't know what your question was but i'm on full i can go on full rants on shout out as well to sean we actually (laughs) fun fact we had sean carney on here himself as a singer songwriter and he spoke about an experience that him and katie had Uh, i can't remember which episode that is but it's a part of the season if you ever want to listen to sean's experience and i tonight full circle being able to hear from katie and sean and i've never been able to absorb knowledge from a husband and a wife in regards mm-hmm. to mental health and how it affects their relationship. And, and I imagine uh, it mm-hmm. has affected yours as well. And I'm just so grateful to hear that the two of you have each other. And firsthand, again, being in person, being able to see the, the tangible support, the actual day-to-day support I imagine Bobby is bringing you and, and just that tender love and care. I mean, shout out to Bobby again. We got to give our flowers to the SOs, the significant <laughs> others here. But Karina, because again, I, I know I, I promised everybody a certain time length of this episode. And I appreciate everybody's patience. Before we end this episode, can you please tell us about resources that the Big Silence might have any way that they can also reach out as well as how we can support future opportunities that are on the, on the horizon? Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to say one thing about Bobby um, and relationships, significant others it's not easy for them either. So it's kind of like this back and forth where we just need to keep supporting each other, but it's really just the patience, the empathy, the knowledge and education on how to deal with either someone who's directly or indirectly uh, affected by a mental illness and the strength, like more power to everyone who can be a significant other and really fully support because that's what relationships are for through the thick and the thin and the depression and the, the highs and the lows, you know? Um, But yeah, so the big silence, you can go to the big silence.com. We have a podcast. We have new programs coming out with uh, therapy sessions and we're, our goal is to raise enough funds where we can start offering therapy for less because therapy is freaking expensive and a lot of insurance doesn't cover it. So a lot of our funds, our goal is to go there. We also are developing a new mental health app to come out by the end of the year. That includes meditation, mindfulness, therapists, psychologists, like everything you can think that you need for mental health. Um, So we're here. Yeah. So follow us on Instagram. How can they, if they want to follow you, how can they follow you? Oh, Karina Dawn. That's me. And then you can find all the rest. And then, of course, Tone It Up. We have our fitness and meditation app. So that's where you can find me. 
Thank you so much, Karina. And I, I really appreciate you, you taking a few minutes out of your evening. I know you're a couple hours ahead. So thank you so much yeah, for that. I'm in Austin, so it's already it's my bedtime. I'm about to <laughs> Like no, I, <laughs> I hope you and Bobby have a beautiful rest of your evening and, and thank you so please keep me updated please keep Jay and Emery updated on yeah, how we course. if there's anything we can help share out into the ether please just bother us I, I would love to okay thank you Dylan always a pleasure see you soon I hope and if not we'll talk soon absolutely everybody please follow Karina Dawn please check out her I mean she so multifaceted there are so many ways that you you can as a human being uh as as a founder of of one of the most popular apps in the world as as this human being who took one of the hardest struggles imaginable and and turning it into something that that is so obviously offering this world so much healing uh please follow karina please follow the big silence and karina for your time tonight thank you katie clark thank you Aria J. Thank you, Peter Katz. Thank you, Allegra Miles. I hope friendships are formed. I hope co-writes can always happen. It's always so cool when you get a bunch of people that have never met each other on a, on a lineup. And I'm grateful that you all took an hour and a half with me to celebrate this, this finale. So please enjoy the rest of your evenings. Uh, Karina Dawn, Allegra Miles, Peter Katz, Katie Clark. My name is Dylan Dunlap. Please offer Jay Cohen some love and offer Emery Buttcheck, my other manager, some love. And follow Serotonin Sunday. I imagine we'll do a third season. So that's it. That's a wrap. That's that's a wrap, y'all. And I, that yeah, this is weird. I, I, I'm now getting in my head on the fact that this is, people are still yeah. listening to my voice right now. And they're like, when is this episode going to end? You never know. Everybody, I love you all. And uh, <laughs> yeah, take care of yourselves. Have a great night. Okay, bye.